watching One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast. Our favorite sad rubber boy anime, One Piece. We are still in Water 7. We are on the Rocket Man train, jettisoning forward to save Murder Mom yep. from the government. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a lot of uh, government is bad. Yeah, there's this a is, lot of government bad. This is, I, I, I was thinking about it, this is the first time they've really established that, like, there's, there's not very many well-meaning people in the government. There's, no. I, th- I think the most well-meaning person in the government is probably Kobe. <laughs> Kobe, yeah, Kobe, is, Kobe thinks he can fucking fix the system from the inside. <laughs> um, despite years of evidence proving the opposite. <laughs> um, there's a couple more. Do you remember the guy with the dog head? Yeah. He's good. He's not great. Like, he's not a great person, but I think he's more well-meaning than um, a lot of people. That's why I'm glad that Kobe trains under him. Remember that? (laughs) Remember that throwaway episode that kind of felt like filler? Yeah. (laughs) Well, guess what? It's not. (laughs) It's not. I I don't like Helmeppo. I was going to say, like, I like all those people. But I still don't really care for Helmeppo. See, I don't like Helmeppo's face, just like I don't like the uh, person we're introduced to in this set of episodes' face. Uh, is it the ramen man? Yes, I do not like the ramen man. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure my notes say exactly, I do not like the ramen man. <laughs> oh no, it says, I hate the ramen man. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do hate the ramen man. <laughs> That's a ways away, though. Yes. We gotta, work, we gotta work our way up to it. Um, So we're covering 256 to 263, which is basically the end of the Water 7 and the beginning, uh, like, the next time we'll be doing the, the proper beginning of Inya's Lobby. Yes. And we, it, it's from, from what we got, it's, it's very clear-cut. This is the end of one arc. This is the beginning of another. Yeah. <laughs> Based on... Uh, Robin's movement more than Luffy's, which is interesting. Yeah. I think Luffy, I think it's the next episode that you'll watch. But 256, not a lot happens. It's a lot of just uh, showing you them leaving Water 7. Yes, and them just kind of agreeing and being like, hey, we're teaming up, everybody. This is, yeah. we're truly doing it. Mm-hmm. There's a couple, like, it's, it's a lot of, like, exposition and being like, all right, well, this is how the Frankie family's following along. With their gigantic fucking Yagaras. Um, <laughs> Named Sodom and Gomorrah, which yeah. I may be wrong, but besides the weird um, religious, slight religious stuff that happened in Skypea, this might be the first like direct biblical reference in One Piece. And I think it's ve- a very strange choice to have giant uh, seahorses basically named Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Yeah, so much so that I would argue is meaningless. <laughs> I don't think it's anything besides names. Yeah, he's just like, what's a pair of things that he... Yeah. <laughs> um, Otis it's on the David Wikipedia. and Goliath, but wait, yeah. they're both big. <laughs> he, Oda's on like uh, a Wikipedia article of duos of things, and that's the first one he finds he likes. Luffy is outside of the train. He only knows how to sit on... Um, things in one way, and that is at the front on top. Yeah, so you can see where they're going. Mm-hmm. It, it backfires yeah. uh, with the train, because the train goes fast. Yeah. Uh, he, he actually complains that it's going too slow, and 
Granny Kokoro is like, oh, just we'll fucking wait, pal, till we actually get on the goddamn rail. Um, and and then it goes faster towards the rail, and when it gets on it, it fucking shoots off. Before it gets the rail, though, Kokoro realizes that uh, Chimney and the rabbit thing, my notes have three different names. I don't think any of them are right. I wrote Gonbo, Gonzo, and Garbanzo. Uh, I think it's Ganbei? Ganbei. That sounds right. But I, I can also, f- f- I feel like it, it could just be like random subtitle gags and other stuff mm. that they'd be using just because don't know what exactly it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cat or rabbit? Cat it's, rabbit. It's both. It's one piece. It's fine. Yeah, it's cute. That's what matters. Yeah. But they're tagging along. Kokoro freaks the fuck out. Yeah, because they're on this sitting on top of a speeding bullet train. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> it's pretty dangerous. And she sort of freaks out about it. She goes to pull the brakes and then remembers that there are none. <laughs> this yeah. train does, does not ever cease once it begins. And uh, Luffy is trying to help Chimini, uh, Like, I don't know if she like loses her balance or just pull her up to where she is. But as they're doing that, the train does get on the rails and they're all just pretty much blasted the fuck back <laughs> into the, the Frankie family houseboat, I think. Yeah. Their, their massive boat. The, the Frankie family is, I, I, I don't like their outfits. I don't know if I, I don't think I've established yet, but I do not <laughs> like their outfits. It's the, an aesthetic. <laughs> It's they have a, a uniform, but mm-hmm. the thing that's lost on me with the uniform is that like, why isn't Frankie wearing the uniform? <laughs> or Frankie... why aren't they dressed like Frankie? Like a gang of people who look like lifeguards would be would be neat. Yeah, that's a good question because there is a weird disconnect between what Frankie looks like and what they look like. Uh, Frankie looks like he is a, a shonen character. And... <laughs> yeah. The Frankie family are weird perverts. <laughs> I guess, I guess, not to dismiss that Frankie also does kind of look like a pervert. <laughs> well, he doesn't wear pants ever. He doesn't wear pants, and people call him a pervert. For some reason, it works in that design. Like, I don't look at him and think, oh, that's weird. I look I, at him and think that's what Frankie should look like. I, I think it's just Frankie... He has an appearance, like, I believe I said he looks like a lifeguard with, like, mm-hmm. his metal nose looks like the white stuff that lifeguards put on their nose and, like, the jacket. And his yeah. necklace kind of uh, appears like a whistle around the neck. So I believe that's what Odo was going for, Frankie's design, is that he looks like a lifeguard, kind of. While... <laughs> it's an interesting pastiche, I think, of a couple things. Well, because he's... We all know he's going to be the next Straw Hat. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I... I th- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, well, well, well you, you do you do make a compelling point if uh, there wasn't 600 more episodes because yeah. the last person <laughs> who definitely seemed like they were going to join the crew was like sorry I got a kingdom to rule but the, yeah. the Frankie family aren't are looked down upon so their appearance makes them look like seedy underbelly gang members so it, yeah it, I think that's the point of it is we're we're supposed to see like one part the Frankie family as like they're definitely like gang members while Frankie he's his own character. Yeah. 
Frankie, Frankie really is his own character. Uh, <laughs> we're oh, he's so good. Um, but yeah, Frankie, Frankie's relationship with the the family is good. I don't think we've got have we gotten the backstory for the the sisters yet. The two girls. We have not. Okay, that will come up eventually. There's a lot of stuff that's revealed in this episode, or not in this episode, but in these episodes. Um, um the, especially the, the last one. The the one like thing of consequence that happens in this episode of this this first episode of this chunk we uh we're covering is we get the full flashback sequence of when Frankie came back to Water Seven. Yes, and it answers like probably the biggest question, which is how did they know who Cuddy Flam was? Yeah. Um, and it's really just Khalifa <laughs> has been there that long. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when he comes back, he's like, tell Iceberg that Cuddy Flam is here. And Khalifa's the secretary, and she tells him, and he's like, tell them to go away. Yeah, it's, he's immediately stricken with, like, confusion and fear about it. And the the end of their... It's just the thing we've seen with him telling him, hey, go by Frankie. Uh, don't go by that name anymore. Here's the blueprints to secret weapon. Everyone thinks that the you they knew was dead you're the best person to have this and go away and there's that scene also iceberg asks frankie how though are you alive and he's like i put myself back together with metal scraps <laughs> yeah and that's that's just super a, cool <laughs> this is this is a nice moment where we get we uh, we get like the full circle of frankie's character he's mm -hmm. he was abandoned by his parents for, because he's too annoying on a junk scrap island he makes boats out of scrap and he's a uh, we know he's like a demolitionist and he's like breaks apart boats and sells the scrap to make a living and, on and in he, water and seven he can build though yeah, and he can he he can build, and he's made of scrap. Like his mm -hmm. his whole he's scrappy. His, his whole thing. <laughs> his, his, yeah, he's scrappy. His whole thing is uh sort of breaking down and then putting back together. Yeah, I like to pretend there's a trans narrative in that, and in uh him like literally building his body the way he wanted it to. I don't think it's much deeper than what I just said. But. <laughs> it's it. There, there's there's hints of it there. I can get what yeah. I, I can see what you're getting at with it. It's a th it's a thing that I've occasionally been like, ah, oh, that's cool. It makes me feel a thing. But yeah. like, that's a, that's about it. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like Frankie a lot, and more so as as these, we learn more about him. But yeah, he he gets the blueprints, and he refuses to leave Water Seven. I don't remember if he has a a good reason. There's an there's also an interesting point in the scene where Frankie's like one. Why do you trust me with them? I could just build them. To which Iceberg says, if I'm already giving to them, you already know I trust you. Uh, and two, Frankie says, why don't we just destroy them and s then it's gone. And Iceberg's reasoning is that Tom wanted to preserve it. And I... This is... Who this cares? Is, <laughs> this is where we, we talk for 40 hours about that. Because... Yeah... Frankie's making the most compelling point, and from what you've just told no, me, he... I get the I I immediately know we do not get a justification for it within the current stretch of episodes that are available. Uh huh. <laughs> because th there's <laughs> I, I, I the, the the most I can get from it is that there's like it's the same as Robin. It's it's history. Right? Yeah, it's it's been preserved for so long, we need to keep it. Yeah, 
But like it, it's it's really just the argument of like there is there's no one responsible enough though. Like as a society, uh, <laughs> we live in a society, and it's like the government it can't like government can't be trusted with it. No one can be trusted with it. They what's the that's that's the Jurassic Park quote. They spent so long wondering if uh, they could. They didn't think about whether or not they should. Yeah. Is is that? Um, the, the only thing I can gather from it is that they need the blueprints as a reminder of how much harm can be done with Based with on this what ingenuity. you've seen of the government in One Piece, is that an argument you would stand behind? <laughs> for... At least not for why the government ha- needs it, but for why like master builders like Tom and Iceberg would sure. believe it needs to be kept. And yeah, also... I guess it's it, it's interestingly enough to parallel it with the the conversations we've had about the blank era or the void era, the 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 one hundred or so years where there is no written history except for in the language no one can read, um, which is illegal to learn. Um, it's I think it's it parallels with that when you when you when you pitch it like remembering what it could be done of like the the government doesn't want people to know things it's done which is heavy and significant yes i think if that was tom's motivation i would give it more credence of like hey we can't forget that the government had this and used it but like we don't know if it had it or used it maybe like is the government the thing is i know i know that the government doesn't want it to get rid of it (laughs) They want to keep it. Yeah. And Frankie points out later, um, near the end of this stretch of, like, the the government having the two keys of the blueprints and Robin knowing where an existing one is, which I think we talked about last time as well. Yes. So it's a lot. There's a lot of... What is, what is it called? The, is it Pluton? Is that, is that yeah, the one? that's the weapon. There's a lot of ethics around Pluton to talk about. So we can move on to, like, long end game i can see with this is it being revealed that the government used the pluton at some point and the, the the like the normal prediction would be like and it it changed like the the way things are completely like eradicated like entire like multiple islands and species of people maybe, and races maybe the world wasn't always an ocean that's that's where i was going with this is that's the like that'd be wild holy fuck what is going <laughs> on is that the pluton is so powerful it turned the world from like continents into individual islands fuck <laughs> i mean that would be pretty significant to hide yeah and not let anyone know about. But, like, I almost wonder what the end game of that would be. Like, yeah. no one seems to be concerned about yeah. the islands. I don't know. This, this is just, I'm going to uh, put a bow on this, but it, it makes a lot more sense for the timeline-wise than, like, jumping from Star the Star Wars time skips that we get, where it's been, like, 20 years and people just don't remember what happened 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, I think I don't know if it's specified how long ago the blank era ended. We do know we did get the hint that like Gold Roger was somewhat also interested in discovering this blank era, or at yes. least like was as could read it like Robin. So it has to be mm-hmm. at least a gap between Gold Roger sailing 
on the grand line. Yeah. Gold Roger, the uh, I think Gold Roger's younger than you would expect. I don't remember his age, but I remember him, the, the gap between Gold Roger and, like, Luffy not being as big either as you would think. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if that's been really addressed yet. It, it has, because I remember when we were talking about, because we, because Smoker saw Gold Roger get executed, and that's what filled sure. him with, like, justice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Smoker's and, probably, like, 30-ish, and he was a child, so, like, yeah, it, I wouldn't it hasn't be surprised been a huge gap. Smoker was 28 on the dot. Yeah. <laughs> Time is almost nebulous in this, <laughs> in this setting. Smoker is... 34. Okay. And I think he's Robin's probably, 28. Yeah, Robin is 28. Because they said it was 20 years, it's been like 20 years since her wanted poster. Was yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's like eight or nine in that. Lots of shit <laughs> in one piece. <laughs> I wouldn't, the thing, the, that continent theory is really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised, like, it would be surprising because, like, the implications and, like, what would come with that is so big, but also, like, I can't imagine, like, the, the places that One Piece has gone with its, like, world building is, like, that step wouldn't be so absurd. This is, <laughs> someone give us, to, to make a theory episode, because now <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, it would explain why you can go from a fucking blizzard winter island to a desert island in two days, because... Yeah, like- destroying the continents caused the world's climate and like magnetism to get fucked up and now i'm like i'm, I'm like charlie day pepe sylvia like <laughs> fucking connecting dots like yeah like i don't want i don't want to fucking unfurl into a mad path thing or anything but i i do it's it's like i don't i don't need the world to have reasons for these things yeah but also since we have gone on to the discussion, it, it, it is like, yeah, there's a lot of things that could line up with, like, <laughs> the, the calm belt doesn't make any goddamn sense. The magnetic fields um, on the Grand Line don't make any sense. And they continue to make less sense as you go further in. It's interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting topography of, uh, of, of the One Piece planet. The Red Line is weird. The one long fucking continent, that's fucking weird. Reverse yeah. mountain's weird. Everything's weird, and it's fine because it, it's one piece. Yeah. But... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the scene where he gets the blueprints ends, and he says he he doesn't want them. He tells Fre- uh, Iceberg to keep them until it like until his life is in danger because Frankie doesn't want them. I'm not really sure why he doesn't want them. Maybe he doesn't trust himself. I don't know. Uh, I I think it's. Uh, oh, why Frankie doesn't? Yeah, yeah. I I think he just uh, Fra- Frankie is just very carefree and does not want any sort of responsibility. Is what I've gathered from him. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. <laughs> while while Tom and uh Iceberg were building the uh sea train, he was just fucking off building his battle Frankies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and that went well. Yeah. Uh, we cut away from this scene to see. Frankie, um, climbing on the C train that the that this that he was previously on. Yeah, uh, was on. yeah was he rescued by Sanji? And I'm just like yeah, we probably so, I think we glossed over it. Yeah, well, so that was kind of how it uh the last chunk ended with Sanji basically okay. rescuing uh uh Frankie and Usopp. Okay, we also get Frankie being told that Iceberg is dead. 
which we know isn't true. Yeah. Um, he made it, but Frankie's like, Frankie's mad. Yes. About that. <laughs> uh, he's mad at uh, Lucci and the rest of uh, the boys in Khalifa. And <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it for that scene is them sort of just like sort of collecting on the roof of the, the sea train. Yeah. Um, and then Luffy officially teaming up with the Frankie family and the builders mm-hmm. who don't do anything. Yeah. Really? <laughs> they don't do anything on the Rocket Man anyway. They don't, uh, they're just kind of there. Yeah. This whole chunk, everyone who's not a straw hat is basically there for comedy. I would say everyone who isn't Luffy and Zoro. Yeah. And Nami does like one thing near the end. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of downtime. This is also the chunk of episodes where Chopper has a different voice actor because, uh, I believe, I believe it's because the original voice actor was on maternity leave. Okay. I was actually, I was just going to, uh, uh ask if that's what the reason was. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, cause I remember reading about it and mainly cause I was like, oh, am I going to have to get used to a new voice? But no, it comes back. Chopper also doesn't talk much, so I didn't even realize it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, if it had to happen, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that episode's over at 2.57. Uh, we, I think it starts with the, like, Marines realizing that, like, people got the shit kicked out of them. And this is where we get introduced to Captain T-Bone. I, I like Captain T-Bone a lot. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, he doesn't do anything, but no. I do, I do like just, uh, he his short time we we learn everything we need to know about him yeah he, he's he's overly dedicated he's de- he already looks like he's on death's bed <laughs> he's missing teeth he's willing to do whatever he can to save his uh his comrades and mm-hmm. also um sacrifice himself <laughs> yeah and he uses his swords and right angles yeah he likes angles Mm-hmm. He doesn't like crooked sword attacks. He said. <laughs> he's so he's, his sense of justice is so resolute. Um, yeah, the first thing he does is like tear his cape to like help someone who's like bleeding. Yeah, his beloved cape too. They make they make sure to say that that he loves his cape. Yeah, such a <laughs> such a good build up for this guy who does a thing <laughs> later. Uh, uh, so yeah, they, so they know that the prisoners escaped, and then a cart got taken out. So that's, I mean, probably connected. We see Sanji on the roof of one of the cars. Frankie and Usopp are in the background. Yeah. And Sanji's talking to Nami through the snail phone. Yes, and Nami keeps a, a transponder snail in, in her shirt in a very mm-hmm. upsetting scene where her boobs start to ring. And you pull a snail out. Yep, because <laughs> she uh, just has one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's Navi, it, so I'm not like I'm not like this doesn't make sense, but I Yeah, no, I mean I feel like they're <laughs> smart enough to have fucking transponder snails. Um I don't know why the she wouldn't have just called Sanji when they didn't know where he was. Yeah. The last like a hundred episodes. But I don't know. It's fine. Uh <laughs> she keeps hearing like Usopp and Frankie in the background and is confused. Yeah. But it doesn't really like I don't think Sanji ever really says anything about it. She she asks and Sanji's just says, No, I uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, we've got stuff going on over here that you don't need to be worried about. I'm on top of a train. Yeah, 
yeah, so Luffy's train, the the Rocket Man, is coming up on a big fucking wave of Aqua Laguna, like the big one. Yeah. And they keep sh- they shoot at it, and it don't do nothing. Um, even the biggest cannon I think we've probably seen ever. And Nami is explaining the Robin situation to uh, Sanji about like, oh, she's doing this to protect us, yada yada. Because I guess he didn't know yet. Yeah. Because he's never did, fucking around to yeah, know no, what's he's going a, on. He's always fucking off doing who knows what. <laughs> and um, while that's happening, Luffy and Zoro go up to, like, destroy a natural disaster with their brute strength. <laughs> if there's two boys to do it, mm-hmm. it's them. Yeah, fucking imagine, like, imagine Luffy and Zoro's, like, DBZ fusion. <laughs> That's not visually. <laughs> not visually, no. I don't that's upsetting to imagine yeah. visually. But um that could probably beat Goku. Yeah. <laughs> did I did I tell you about I see I saw a tweet once about Naruto pre Rasengan being strong enough to beat Goku and I was like, what? So what? <laughs> <laughs> this this is an awful thing that I unfortunately remember from high school. Uh-huh. Where there's these two big awful nerds that I had a bunch of classes with and had open periods with and open periods at my high school. Basically, the only spot you would go to was you'd sit in the lunchroom because it was open and people wouldn't ask questions. Uh-huh. And I'd usually just sit in there watching like Crunchyroll on my tablet or something. And I just they talk so loudly, I'd overhear it through my headphones <laughs> but I'd hear them having discussions like who would win, the Joker or Captain America. And I remember what? the longest conversation they had was arguing who could beat who of different eras of Goku. And they're like, it ended with like, the only time Goku could win is if it was like an older Goku versus a younger Naruto. And all, they're like, the end of Naruto, Naruto could beat the end of Dragon Ball Goku, Dragon Ball Z Goku. And all I can, all I'm thinking is, is Goku has the power to blow up planets like 20 episodes into Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. That's okay. And then, <laughs> then because I have no emotional attachment, then they say, but what about Luffy? And then they just laugh because I guess Luffy's a joke character to them. <laughs> uh, Luffy's, Luffy's really fucking good though. Luffy's <laughs> Luffy is, can do a lot of shit. I guess it depends on where One Piece was at the time, but even still. Shonen ingenuity, that, that's what Naruto versus Luffy yeah. is. It's just shonen ingenuity who can come up with the most bullshit to win. Yeah, it's definitely like, if you, if you actually like give it any credence to think about it, which you shouldn't. <laughs> it's a lot of like, oh yeah, what the fuck would rubber do with like pure chakra? And it's like, I don't know, it don't matter. But yeah. like, when you talk about brute strength, it's like almost irrelevant because that's not how the mechanics work in any of the franchises. Yeah. Except, no, because Dragon Ball Z is just often comes down to just big, big beams, big beams of yeah. energy. And this is to go even further beyond. <laughs> uh, Ultra Instinct Luffy, what would that be? Uh, that's, Luffy went Ultra Instinct when he was fighting uh, Enel, remember? Oh, yeah. Because he does... The gumbo gumbo no bow. <laughs> yeah, where he just was mindless. Does that mean? Does that mean Rock Lee went Ultra Instinct when he gets drunk? Because that's the same thing. Yeah, because that's basically what Ultra Instinct is. It's just 
your instincts take over and you you dodge without even realizing it basically and that's how strong it is that's why it's super strong it's a good concept to have that it's wild that it took 500 episodes over 30 years of dragon ball for it to finally happen yeah but i think it's definitely something more fit for like kid goku dragon ball but uh-huh <laughs> but it's so revolutionary yeah it's also just funny that <laughs> Ultra Instinct jokes are really funny to me for some reason. <laughs> Ultra Instinct Shaggy Blanco. Yeah, Ultra Instinct Shaggy Blanco. Um, <laughs> fucking Shaggy with the with the arm sword is really good too. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we oh, were. Though, yeah, they're gonna punch the wave. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so there's, like, a moment where they're arguing about what the attack should be called. <laughs> That's how nonplussed they are about this. Yeah, it's so just like, well, we gotta do it. <laughs> don't even think about it, really. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't remember what they decided on. They, like, combine it each of their... Like the, like, 300-pound gum-gum uh, phoenix cannon. It's like when you use the team attacks in uh, Pirate Warriors. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen that in the show. I think this, I, yeah, I guess that is what that is. In the Pirate first Warriors. time they've, like, combined names. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it works. Is there, like, any question? Like, were you, was there a concern from anyone? No. It, it, there was concern from the uh, people in the show, but not from us. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, and I mean, surprise, surprise. But there's a lot of, you're not concerned that they're going to do the thing. They do it, and it's cool, and then everyone's surprised. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's just, that's everything that fucking Zoro does, at least. Including the next time he does a thing in this chunk of episodes. <laughs> it's almost like a gag that people are surprised at it. That's, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like, they, it's like, you know they're going to go through. Like, it's, there's not, there's a lot of losses, actually, in Water 7, but not Luffy, really. Except for the last time, where Lucci, like, flicked him across the planet. Yeah. But he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He had to... He, he had his belly of the whale moment in the hero's journey. <laughs> uh, it was... He was stuck between two buildings instead of a whale. So, yeah, they do that. Uh, they part the fucking seas, and the train so they, goes through. They punch a hole into it, and it's like a fucking roller coaster ride. Yeah. They punch a straight-up hole through this he, like and apparently like they go through it for like a minute yeah that's how big of a wave it is yeah i guess water seven will be fine is is that a, is that a theme park ride somewhere it should be that that's the disneyland ride i want even though i've never been to any sort of theme park and i don't like like roller coasters but huh. <laughs> i i want the ride where you get like a the 41 piece ride where you get uh Luffy and Zoro standing at the front of your car, of your like rail car, uh-huh. and they get ready to punch a hole through a uh, ocean. And as you're going through it, you're getting like splashed with water, and it's going fast. Yeah, that iconic <laughs> moment. <laughs> there's some um, I don't remember. There's some like it's it's kind of like a 4D experience, not in that. Maybe it's just a, like a 3D experience. There's like a I, I remember seeing videos of something in Japan that's like kind of like a stage play, but it's like using perspective and i think some computer graphics to make it feel more like an anime hmm. and it's i think it, it was like not a lot of it but it definitely felt better than any anime adaptation i've ever seen 
I know there's a ride like that for Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Where you, you help Goku defeat Super Saiyan 4 Broly or something. How? <laughs> you just you just send him your energy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, raise your hands. And then you go down a roller coaster. It's great. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons ride. You're just in a small room and they put a big screen up in front of you. <laughs> and it's like... It's like, send me your energy, and Goku's flying around. I mean, that's... Does that exist? Uh, if it doesn't now, it has before, or it will. It will. I'm going to pitch it. I'm going to call up somebody, and I'm going to be like, hey, just do that, but with anime. John Roller Coaster. I've got a money-making <laughs> idea for you. <laughs> Mr. R, R Coaster? <laughs> you won't uh, believe it. <laughs> so they're celebrating that they did it. And I guess Sanji is like, hey, uh, I'm not going to wait for you at all. I'm just going to go and try and save Robin. Yeah. And Nami's like, you fool, you absolute rube. Don't. Because Nami, I mean, Nami has seen those guys decimate Luffy and Zoro. Yeah. So, like, Sanji's, Sanji's number three on the rankings, typically. And Luffy's like, I completely understand why Sanji would do that. And it's fine. If you were <laughs> in the same situation, Zoro, what would you be wanting to do? And Zoro's like. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And Luffy. And then add that to how horny Sanji is. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> it's much worse. That's, that's the underlying motivation with this, too. It's not only does he want to save his friend, but mm -hmm. also it's his friend who's a hot lady. Yeah. And I, I actually, as much, as much as that is, like, Sanji's whole deal, and, it's, and I pick on him for it, rightfully so, Yeah. There's, that's actually kind of not in this arc for him yeah which is actually it's nice <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where it's it's used more for a gag than like legitimate motivation yeah it's um and it's good it doesn't i i, I think like it might detract a bit if it was present yeah or at least it adds to it that he's not anyways as sanji is having this conversation and learns what robin is up to usopp realizes how much shit he missed when he died yeah, <laughs> uh, and he, he also realizes the implications behind it, but due to his honor and the match that they had, he cannot help them because he can't return to the Straw Hat because the logical conclusion when they save Robin is they've reunited everyone of the Straw Hats, but he's not part of the crew anymore. Yeah, so, so he leaves. Yeah, he leaves, and we are introduced to... The best character ever made. <laughs> yeah, the greatest. So Usopp leaves. Frankie sings a song on his with his ukulele. Very sad. He, he's very distraught by uh, the sad mm -hmm. tale he just heard. Yeah, Sanji points out that Robin doesn't know about Usopp leaving or the Mary being fucked beyond all relief. Yeah. Which is just like, wow, there's a lot of information that isn't being shared right now. <laughs> but then Usopp leaves, and there's a guard that's about to like sneak up on Sanji and Frankie, but they're stopped. By a mysterious masked man. Yes. His name is Soga King. He is the king of the snipers. And the next <laughs> episode starts with his theme song. <laughs> and you're thinking, who could this man be? Who could this masked hero be with a long nose with a long nose with a familiar hat with like vaguely curly hair yeah um, a slingshot slingshot 
has good aim, but there's there's two things that are there's some things that are unique about him. He has a cape. Yes. He has a mask, mm -hmm. and he doesn't have a wacky silly voice. No, it's a very it's a very serious yes. voice. Sounds like a sounds like a Sentai character. Yeah. And what I, I I tried to find because I was gonna make a really good tweet last night. I was going to say so uh, to I was gonna tweet from the Twitter account for this show, uh, just just something to help me relax and while I and stay calm while I sleep. And I was hoping there'd be a ten hour loop of his of the Soge King theme. And there's not. There's make a one, one hour loop of the uh, Funimation dub version, which isn't as good. Still oh, pretty no. good. It's um, it's it's very of uh the culture it's it's in. Yeah. It's so good though. <laughs> the sniper warrior, Soga King, Lulu, La La Lu. Also it's fucking the way he screams lock on the second time. <laughs> Can someone make a ten hour loop of that, please? Plot lost when you catch up to this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the first episode we've recorded since like plot cross has been like just dumping one piece memes on us like pancakes. It's... So is Placos also watching along One Piece? I think so. I, I think that's why they're not burning through it, is I think they're watching along. That's hey. <laughs> the 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 underlying goal besides me catching up with One Piece is, is other, other people. people watching and watching along with us and it works. So that's good. Yeah. The if best person. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching along with us, one I'm sorry we're taking so long. <laughs> In, in like two, two weeks, Thank you. I'll fix it. <laughs> I will fix the issue and be better about it in like two weeks. But yeah, uh, I think we've been retweeting. Have we been retweeting all the Blockwast memes? Uh, Usually, yes. Okay. So yeah, if you don't follow us on Twitter, we are watching OP for good. Uh, good variants of the I lived bitch meme, but with Luffy. <laughs> At some point, I already, I already can like sense it. At some point, we're gonna get a lot of Usopp "I lived a bitch" tweets. <laughs> that too, because <laughs> Usopp dies way more often. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, speaking of, he's he left. He's gone. He's not in the show yeah. anymore. Soga he's, King, he's, however, is yeah. here. Yeah, like I like I predicted, Usopp is gonna get replaced by someone very similar, but it's not Usopp. I said Noosop because Noosop. funny pun. But Soga King is pretty much just Noosop. Yeah, Soga King is the best character in One Piece. As as his theme song ends and his his own personal anime intro ends, <laughs> we sort of cut back that he is actually just singing it to himself, <laughs> while Sanji and Frankie are like, "Uh, what?" And Sanji explains to F Frankie the situation of Usopp leaving the crew, and um, this is just what he's gonna have to deal with to cope. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> it it fits into his like stunted childhood persona totally, too. Totally, totally. That the only way he could deal with this is like his weird like machismo pride too is just to become someone else. Yeah, and it's it's super interesting if if you dig into it. Like not to undercut the fact that you have only seen a few episodes with him. Yeah, but just the way that it sort of is this persona that Usopp wants to be but can't be. 
Yeah. But when he has the mask on, he can. No one cared about me till I put on the mask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's still he's he's still Usopp to the fucking core. Like he still he still has his like you know fears and anxieties and yeah, drive yeah. to run away. But he's considerably more so willing to act. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna compare it a little bit to like the the the, the personality differences between like a Peter Parker and a Spider Man. But like it's yeah. it's not as significant of a jump, depending on which uh, serialization of Spider Man you're reading. Because like uh, some people nail that, and some people are like, it's the same actually. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like uh, the amazing. Well, that's why I don't like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. It's because he's Peter Parker shouldn't be that cool. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> Several years late. Nobody likes those movies. <laughs> Um, I know people that do, but they have a bad movie opinion, so I don't. I have nothing but good movie opinions, and that's why (laughs) I think Spider-Man Three is the best Spider-Man movie, closely followed by The Amazing Spider-Man Two, which Andrew Garfield's in. So, like, (laughs) my I don't know what my takes are. I think uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a fucking disaster of a film that has a lot of heart in it. (laughs) I haven't seen that one. (laughs) I saw Spider-Man Three at the budget movie theater we have. Hell yeah. So that's my memory of it. I just got recommended it on Netflix. And I almost watched it. <laughs> yeah, so Soga King, Lulu La La Lu, in, in an extremely good scene, uh, Sanji is explaining the, the plans that they're laying out to save Robin. And Soga King keeps butting in, being like, Don't you want to know about, like, we just met? Like, don't you want to know anything about me? <laughs> Sanji doesn't even answer, just keeps talking. Yeah. <laughs> don't you want to know where the island of snipers is? And then it turns out the island of snipers is in your heart. <laughs> it's it, it's really funny because his cry, his like overt cry for attention, is getting very ignored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usopp. I mean, Soga King. They're both good. If I had to list my top five characters, I think they would both be there. <laughs> Every time I do my top five One Piece characters list, it's completely fucking different. Anyways, back to the Luffy train. Uh, a bunch of men are gross about uh, Nami changing clothes. Yeah. A man wrote this show, manga. Yeah. She, she changed clothes in, in front of them. and Polly, Polly calls uh, women, them, them, well, Nami, shameless. Uh, and also the men, shameless. <laughs> and the, the Frankie sisters... Is it Kiwi and... Mozu. Mozu. Uh, they say, shut up, you shy man. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a good line. It's a weird thing to think that it not, the, Nami just changing because there's, like, nowhere else for her to go is pretty normal. And you'd think in, like, a pretty co-ed pirate world, everyone would just be kind of chill about it. But we need, a, we need, we need yucks. Gotta get those goofs. Nami, pretty lady, she she's hot. Mm-hmm. Big booby. <laughs> yep. I I guess you could make an argument that like maybe Polly working in Water Seven doesn't have that outlook. Yeah. It don't change the <laughs> how dumb it is. <laughs> hit, hit, well, hit, his just character thing. I think his character is supposed to be he like is scared of women. Yeah, there's like some weird insecurity about the whole thing. Like, I don't but, know if he's, like, repressing, like, his own feelings or what. It's also, like, it's sort of mixed in with, like, a weird old-fashionedness. Yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of, like, he's, he's worked all his life and is scared of women and also, like, 
traditional women are this, men are this spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there wasn't really any women builders at Water 7, I think. No. I mean, it's just, like, background stuff. But Yeah, which is, I mean, Khalifa was a, was a key player, but she was the secretary. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know who would make a great fucking builder? Robin. <laughs> Probably. God, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, they all have new outfits. That's why Robin, yeah. or, uh, that's why Nami's changing. Um, yep. Luffy has black shorts. Yep. Chopper has a cute little, little jacket. Little mm-hmm. red jacket. Luffy, Luffy's still wearing the red, the red uh, shirt, but he's got black shorts now. Yeah. There will come a day where Luffy isn't wearing red, and it will, like, devastate you. Uh, Zoro... I've seen pictures of it, and it lo- every time I see it, I- it doesn't register my brain. Oh, this mm-hmm. is later in One Piece. It registers in my brain as those like bootleg lunchboxes or toys <laughs> with like just like this a, defenders or like a like a not canon movie. Yeah, or or just like a palette swap in a game. Like it doesn't register sure. in my brain that this is legitimate. Yeah, I love the movies because they have so much like just like I'm gonna go to the fucking nines with the fashion in this. Because, like, when you have to draw it serialized, <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah. And that's also, like, a nice thing that, they're, that they've been doing with One Piece is Nami gets new outfits pretty regularly. Yeah. And it's just, like, they, they change clothes often enough to where it's not just, hey, I, I have to draw this all the time. It's, like, mm-hmm. they, it shows progression. Like, Dragon Ball does yeah. it to a, to a lesser extent. But, like, mm-hmm. it's nice. It, 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 American media, you do... You do not American animated media things do yeah. not change. Not there's there are exceptions. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But like I know that like I've seen things where I've been like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't really realize that that's always changing. But yeah, it's it's it feels like an exception when you, when it happens. One Piece, unless there's like a a significant like temperature variance, um, yeah, is usually where you see it happen. And One Piece obviously follows suit with that. That was probably the first time we saw. Yeah. Close change in one piece yeah. was the Joe Milans. But yeah, so Zoro has his uh, yellow jacket that shows off his big scar. I actually really love the jacket. And Luffy's got his black shorts. Zoro points out that Nami's weapon is different. It's got like these, like the connecting pieces have like balls between them, which yeah, I don't think they did before. It, and it looks overall, it looks like it's thicker. Yeah. I don't know if that was just perspective, but it definitely looked thicker as like uh-huh. uh, pipes. Probably haven't seen it since we got to widescreen. <laughs> Yeah, that is, she, she, Has she didn't done use it. With it. She didn't do much with it in Skypea. Okay. So. so yeah, so and then she says that it's been upgraded with dials that Usopp worked on it, and then they get sad because yeah. it's his last work. It's it's nice that something that was like emotionally devastating is now just kind of like a gag. <laughs> it, it's 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 a gag that they're like, oh, I thought about the thing that makes me sad, but I think also that's because like we know that Usopp hasn't really gone anywhere. Yeah. And, th- and that's not to say, like, that through line or that moment was irrelevant or will get dismissed. Yeah. I think that's why it stays a consistent thing that hangs over them. I th- like, as the viewer, obviously, we know that Usopp has stuck around for this adventure and, like, is going along with them on the, the train. Yeah. This is actually the first moment where it's not against his will, really. Because he was kidnapped by Frankie, then yes. kidnapped by the government, and the only way for him to go willingly is to become someone else. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was faced with, like, well, I want to help save Robin. Yeah. So he is. Or Soga King <laughs> is. Soga King was yeah. filled in by Usopp. Usopp asked Soga King to help. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Team Sanji is, is on the move, 
the squad with the the CP9 fuckers are they're made aware that they're the intruders that there's well that they were escaped and then beating people up but they don't give a shit and then soldiers are looking for them and then they don't have to because they knock on the door and say hello yeah. and then they close it and then everyone is like rushing towards that back it's like the <laughs> the end car they're rushing towards the door and you see Soka King boarding up the door I think there's a really good line it's it's irrelevant but it's a nice touch where Frankie like critiques his hammer <laughs> yeah. usage it's like it's like you could be a lot better at this. <laughs> Uh, this is where I realized that his name is Captain T-Bone, because I did not catch it the first time. And he he goes to attack the door. This is where we realize that he doesn't like crooked cuts, because he cuts in a big right angle, yeah. knocks that door off. And when it's gone, there's no one there. Ooh, Ooh spooky. It's a trick. It's a trick. It was all, it was all a trick. <laughs> uh, is, I don't know. Is it just T-Bone that looks up top? Like, goes outside and looks up top? Or... Uh-huh. Like a yeah, soldier. I think so. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and then they're they're running down the cars, and Sanji jumps down. T Bone starts to put the pieces together of what's happening, and it's like, no, run back to the other cars. This is a trap. But too late. The back two cars have been disconnected from the train. Yep. Yeah, now they're dead. Yeah. Well, I think they they're like, well, Luffy will deal with it later. Yeah. Because they they know that Luffy's following behind. They do deal with it later in a way that was not what I was hoping for. No. Unfortunately. Well, I guess we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so the squad heads in to beat up the rest of the train, and this is where Frankie shows off that he's fucking bulletproof. <laughs> Just the front of him. Just the front of him. Yeah, Soga King goes <laughs> to test it, uh, and, like, sticks a needle in his back, and he's like, ow, and it's like, well, then I thought you were metal. He's like, not my backside, I couldn't reach. <laughs> So I did it myself. Uh, that's this is where my brain hurt <laughs> <laughs> because he made he fixed himself. He built himself. Th- yeah, he rebuilt himself, which is already how did you do that? And he also he only did it to his front. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> how was he able to do it in the first place? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want a montage of Frankie putting himself back together to build me up Buttercup. <laughs> someone someone do that for me. It's I mean it's good. Uh he shows off his belly fridge yep. in this scene. <laughs> Where they all admire it. Yeah. So Sanji likes the idea of a mobile fridge for cooking and Usopp's like, "Yeah, having some cola in your in your belly." Nice ice cold cola would be nice on a hot summer day. This this feels like a like a weirdly specific setup of like it'd be nice to have this guy around all the time forever after this. Yeah, but like I that's, didn't even register it like that. But that's what it is. Well, that's that, I'm thinking about it now because I'm like that's what it feels like. Even though like that's just what he lives on. Like yeah. that's just his fucking gas tank. <laughs> so it's not like he would share it with anybody. <laughs> And I don't believe I had this big uh, Jimmy Neutron brain blast moment when we first talked about it being powered by cola, just that it was cool. Mm -hmm. My big brain thought I just had was, oh, all the air from and the energy from the carbonation, what powers his blast. And and his like, it's like hydraulics. It's like steampunk hydraulics. That's powered Fuck. by the carbonation from cola. I don't even know if Oda thought this much about it, but it, I don't know. I it think, accidentally um, makes sense. It it does make sense. I think there's some stuff later that I think gives complete credence to that. 
<laughs> this scene almost feels like separate from it being his fuel a little yeah. bit because he doesn't talk about it. Like, he talks about it like, like it's just a thing he keeps around for fun. But like we've already <laughs> seen him like having to refill. Yeah, it feels like a thing for fun. Yeah, <laughs> and then they realize like this isn't the time for this. Yeah, and they run on to car number four, oh, no. which is the ramen man fight. I do not like the ramen man. I hate the ramen man. We, I get a good gag out of the ramen man, but other than that, I do not like the ramen man. Is it his stupid face at the end? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's like the one note I have about ramen man. Um, so what happens is this guy, uh, I don't remember if he has a name. Uh, it's Wanze. Oh, okay. I'll take your word for it. And he uses ramen to fight. Like he, and he like eats flour and just like generates it out of his nose. Which is bad. Yeah, it's not like they show that he's like, uh, uh, he's the cook for CP, for whatever the government CP is, uh-huh. and he can he can eat flour, chew it up, and then shoot noodles out his nose. So I guess he can make noodles in his head. It's more. I think it's one of those things where it's just a wacky ability more so yeah. than it is a devil fruit. Yeah, it's definitely like, what? Why is this here? Yeah. And it, sometimes One Piece does that, and it's just like, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, fucking, how does Mrs. Golden Week work? I don't know. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, who cares? So Sanji ends up staying behind to fight this guy. Basically because he's disrespectful to food. Yeah, he's like, how dare you call yourself a chef when you would use food to, to do harm among others? Yeah. Which is like, all right, sure. We get Fine. weird, like, cook principles in Sanji's fight with, this, with yeah. this unfortunate man. This unfortunate, unfortunate man. And then we cut to the Soga King theme song playing while he stands on Frankie's shoulders <laughs> to make a plan. And he's singing it to himself as he's, like, <laughs> walking yes. over trying to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And I think he gets a plan, but we don't, like, hear it or see it. Yeah. Because the next time we see them is Frankie's by himself. Yeah. He, Frankie says something about, he calls him, like, octopus head or something because of his mask. Yeah. And he has that, he has a very similar thing we've seen with our old friend who uh, was kicked out of the crew and is never coming back, Usopp, where mm-hmm. Usopp used to, like, get strange inspiration for things, and then it'd pay off later. So we kind of got that with Sogi. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're a lot alike, the two guys. So we then see Frankie on the roof, and he runs into Nero. I don't like Nero either. Nero and, and Ramen Boy are very throwaway. I, I feel like... So, and, so is, and so is T-Bone. It feels weird because the person who gets the most screen time of these three government bad guys is the most upsetting one. <laughs> yeah, the fucking ramen fight goes for a while. The ramen fight lasts a while. The fight with Nero lasts a while, but we don't see any of it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's and like we, it's just kind of weird pacing. They set him up to be the most terrifying because they're like he's a rookie who's trying to prove his worth to CP9, and he's a master of the four arts. Yeah, he has all their martial arts. Yeah, is I, I said it was weird pacing, and it's not. It's very like intentionally pacing out. Like when these three people on Team Sanji meet back up, more or less. Yeah, and pacing it out with. Luffy catching up to them. Yeah. But as far as, like, villains go, they're very Monster of the Week. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes that's fine. Uh, it's just, I, I will dunk on Ramen Man forever. 
like like ramen into broth. <laughs> so like a like a nice bowl of Naruto. A nice bowl of nart. <laughs> Nero is like this weird. Yeah, I think someone calls him like I think Frankie says he's weasel looking or something. Yeah, he calls him. I don't I don't know if your subtitles because I saw you're catching up through Crunchyroll mm-hmm. and I catch up through Hulu, not sponsored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sponsored. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if the subtitles are different. I feel like they might be a little bit. Probably. I'm pretty sure Crunchyroll has the same stuff as Funimation. Sponsor us. Yes, I, I think Hulu does as well. Oh, Hulu definitely does. If they're, but... Yeah, they're the official subs from Funimation. Well, because Crunchyroll is partnered with Funny. They're both on yeah. Verve. I don't know. The anime licensing is a mess. It, um, God, it is. And anyways, basically the subs are that he called himself a sea otter. <laughs> That's not his fucking grinder profile. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't like Nero. I don't either. For what it's worth. But I do like Frankie's showing off what he can do. And yeah. um, the introduction to the, the beginning of this fight is Frankie saying, hey, what's that over there? And Nero <laughs> looks and then Frankie punches him when he's not looking. <laughs> That's such a fucking highlight. Their fight is is the best one, even though we don't see anything. Um, it's, it's just I- it's just because you get to exp- like we don't get a whole lot with Sanji kicking ramen and. His, his, like, revolution of not using his hands and then doing it anyway don't matter, yeah. really. Sort it's, of. He, he uses a tool. His hands to use a tool. Yeah. He uses some, some knives. And it's like, it doesn't go anywhere. And learning about Frankie is extremely good. Yeah. The, I, I have to point out that Ramen Man made a mech out of ramen. He does. He does have a ramen mech. And so, the, the reason why Sanji's able to win is he can't kick through the ramen. but he uses kitchen knives because he won't use them to harm people because they're used to make food and help people, but mm-hmm. he's fighting food. And then he shows off he's probably j- almost as good at using bladed weapons as Zoro is. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't gotta flex like that, but he do. And I mean, that makes sense. Like, if, he's, like, we've, if you see him cook like and yeah. chop shit up, it kind of makes sense that it would translate. But he doesn't use his hands in combat. He refuses. Uh, this is an yeah. exception because he's not in combat. He's preparing food. Yeah, he's pre- he is he is literally cooking the ramen. And as he's like cutting through it, he's reciting like cooking instructions. Like you use a clean cut so it keeps its nice sheen. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of gags built together, which <laughs> sometimes really works in One Piece, and other times it's Ramen Man. The gags that do work is, is, is um Frankie's fight with Nero. <laughs> Nero discovering that he he doesn't know Nero doesn't know how to do like the the finger gun poke attack so he pulls yeah, out thank God he pulls out real guns to shoot Frankie and gets behind him and shoots him well first he shoots him regularly it doesn't do anything and he shoots behind him and he's like oh your back's weak and Frankie's like haha but I've got an unbeatable move. And he goes, Frankie invincible, and he falls on his back and just laying, <laughs> laying down because then he can't get his back. It's so good. And then he can't fucking do anything. Yeah. It's and at that moment too, I had I, I realized something that's kind of small is that with the uh, straw hat crew dynamic, the two most level headed are the women. They're the two like least dummy goofballs of the group. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's a shonen anime. <laughs> yeah. 
the uh, the uh, train is just um them making gags. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of like episode padding, which is fine. Yeah, especially well, it's definitely fine binging it. I think we've talked about the the different experiences of like binging yeah. anime versus watching it weekly. So back to Nero, he shows off his moonwalk kinpo shit, and then yeah, that's when he tries the tempest kick, which doesn't work on the metal body. And I think in- Invincible's in the next episode. But mm. before this one ends, Robin is looking out the window, wistfully, and a mask appears, and it's, so good! <laughs> and it cuts to to be continued. Yeah! <laughs> it's such a good bit. <laughs> she, she immediately knows who it is. She's like, log nose? And mm-hmm. he's... <laughs> yeah, it's a very distinct nose. Yeah. Still bandaged. It's- through the ma- like through the mask. There's there's one similar to it, but it's square. Yeah, yeah, that's that's significant difference. Episode two sixty. More Ramen Boy. More Frankie yeah. v Nero. Soga King mm-hmm. talks to Robin. That's probably the most significant part. Yeah. Soga King um explains that Luffy is is following behind with a ton of people to save her, and she's worried because they're all gonna fucking die. Yep. Buster call. Yeah, and she's yeah Buster call, and she's yeah she's still refusing to go with and someone comes in to check on her and when we see robin again we see that her robe is maybe a bit bigger and her arms are bandaged up yeah and they don't seem and, to move in a way that you would think and they're very long too uh-huh hmm king's under the robe uh <laughs> that's the bit are you sure i don't know actually <laughs> it's there's something that happens later that I think is very funny. For now, the bit is just, oh, he doesn't notice that that's not what she should look like. He kind of does, but he can't figure it out. He's like, something's going on here. Can't put my finger on it. Mm. And she's like, leave me alone, please. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a line that's like, the government is really nosy. Yeah, as, as uh, Soga King's arm is like trying to wave him away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, moving as if they have minds of their own. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Joe real quick, just a second. Since these episodes are so long, I wanted to start running real quick plugs in the middle instead of at the end. So, just, we didn't address it. So just so you know what's about to happen, here's like a minute long promo for another podcast that you should listen to. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Syx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it, it memorized? memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs> the, the narrow Frankie fight progresses, and I think this is where he, he transforms himself. Uh, yeah, he he uh, says uh, he announces the like Frankie. I don't know. What, I think it's Frankie convert. I don't know what the actual word that he's saying is, but the subtitles say con- convert, and I think it is the same word 
pronunciation wise as uh pervert yeah so so i think it is, might just be frankie hentai it, it's it's definitely it's one of those it's like a japanese pun where it's why sometimes i i give up on gag animes and stuff when i watch them because totally. japanese puns are on a whole nother fucking level than american yeah. puns because japanese puns are like you have to know that the kanji for chicken is the same as this and that's where the joke comes from Trans- translator notes are good they're often better with fan subs if they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah but even even so like a lot of official subs will just sort of replace the sub with like something like oh like convert kind of sounds like pervert i guess but like no I, the, the joke is that the the word straight up means pervert yeah that, that he's saying I, he he says it in a different inflection yeah and he he's like hey you know what a centaur is and they're yeah. like yeah and then he he converts and his body, his like legs shoot forward, like the front part of his legs shoot forward, and his feet gain wheels. And then when he's done transforming, Dero immediately goes, "Your bo- your your body's on the wrong part." <laughs> yeah, you have the you have the centaur backwards, <laughs> which, which he couldn't reach his backside. What are you gonna do? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, I I don't it's know if feet. we ever see this again. <laughs> He says, be prepared for its attacking ability, and then we never get to see its uh, attacking strength. Yeah, no, what the fuck does it do? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, the Luffy train. Yeah. My notes say that Zoro and Polly are angry dads, and also it says, quiet down, kids, or I'll turn this train around. Yeah, because uh, everyone else is just goofing around because they're bored. Yeah. Their exact word. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a small small gag that we skipped over, but Holly informed the other two people that worked at Galila who weren't uh, undercover uh, deep agents, yeah. who 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 tried to murder Iceberg, and it's great because they're like, it's okay, bro, we have a good idea who it is, and he's like, oh, it's uh Khalifa and and these guys and. And that bartender you like, probably. Yeah, the bartender and Pigeon Man. And immediately they get, they're shocked because they had no idea it could be them. <laughs> Where are the other ones? Where are the other people that we worked with? Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who you know what? Be? The friends of ours that aren't here, they're the ones who did it. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> so they're com- the train is coming up on um something. Something's yeah. on the railroad tracks. They're pretty excited about it, but it's not actually puffing tom yeah it's uh just some stray cars yep. and uh luffy's like i'm going in so he launches in he gets stuck in a door and just kind of walks around but wearing a door <laughs> looking for sanji yeah and he's not there nope. and they shoot at him but he's made a rubber how did that happen yo <laughs> yo oh. luffy luffy gets back on top of the car and makes a big x with his hands to signal that nobody's in there that he cares about and it's time, it's time to get the cars out of the way. The Gali Law yeah. boys are, like, gearing up to do it. <laughs> but in a, in a very, like, terrifying delivery, we get Luffy saying, Hey, Zoro, cut them. Yeah. <laughs> They're in our way. <laughs> and he does. He cuts the train cars in half as it goes through it. Millions are dead. Yes. This is, this is where I was disappointed. Because when they said that Luffy and them will catch up, what I was hoping for is that it'd be something sim- it'd be something like the Marines on that cart, just like, huh, 
this sucks and they look out they're like they're like huh i hear so i think i hear something and they look out the window of like the door and they see rocket man just blasting towards them and they can't do anything about it as it just rockets through and destroys the cart sure. and e everyone on board puffing tom was like did we hit a bump and uh uh train grandma is like no there aren't bumps on the ocean <laughs> and, and laughs as no she pours more wine. On the ocean, you and, fool! And laughs as she pours more wine into her mouth because she knows what happened, but no mm -hmm. one else does. Yeah, that would be good. We we gotta set up that there's a sword enemy up front. That there's that too. I think it also just like would be. I think a bit more of a like as good as that gag would be. I think it would be like, well, why wouldn't they check if there's yeah. anyone on it? Nonetheless, I mean that that should be what happens with fucking. <laughs> t-bone in a minute yeah <laughs> zoro has this weird premonition because there's like a i don't know if it's in this episode or the next one what he sees i couldn't like i don't think he sees anything in this episode yeah they see something up ahead like cut and mm -hmm. he puts on a headband because he's like this means i gotta fight a bad guy yes yeah. they're strong enough to cut up a sea king yeah so the next episode we see t-bone is running on the tracks yeah he's so dedicated to justice yeah so rocket man the train goes through a Sea King that's sliced in half, and everyone's like, holy shit. And Zora's like, there's only one man who could do this, which is weird that he always conveniently knows the man that does a thing. This man also knew who Zoro... The other swordsmen also knew who Zoro is, and I just realized now that they also always know who the pirate hunter Zoro was. Or is. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's notable, like, uh, I guess, with certain Marines. I feel like in East Blue, it shouldn't actually have reached as far as people yeah. did. I guess, I guess that stopped being the case when they got out of East Blue, because yeah. he pretty quickly got a bounty on his head proper with the Straw Hats. Yeah, that could be part, that probably is part of how his bounty is, is former pirate hunter. Yeah, because that's why he wanted was, pirate. That's, yeah, that's why he was originally fucking crucified. Uh, yeah. was take, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, that's what they set you up to believe that he was taking work away from the military, but actually he like helped a kid or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember episode four <laughs> T-bone notices that the train is coming and stops and they're going to fight <laughs> and everyone's gearing up their giant fucking cannons to fucking flick them off the track or they could just run them over. But of course, Zoro's going to get it. Of course, Zoro's got swords and he just, yep. he just, he just does it. Like he's he, just like a samurai. Yeah, he he T Bone does some angular attacks, and Zoro just kind of runs past it. Like he's running on the tracks too. He runs at him. Yeah, and he cuts through his his sword beam. Yeah, to just murder him. He murders him, murders that man, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, he did it!" <laughs> yeah, and, and they're just like, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he just jumps back on the train. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> Next. And then Luffy's excited to catch up. Um, yep. Luffy wants to fight Pigeon Man. Luffy's ready to beat him up. He thinks he can do it. Yep. The, the, so the guy that was harassing Robin is like, I guess I can't find anything that's out of the normal here, so I'll leave. Before he gets all the way out, he can, he can, he can smell the pirates. Yeah. Apparently every recap podcast I do has like some weird smelling things. What what pops up in Kingdom Hearts? Is this a birth by sleep thing that I never Oh my god, I forgot that you don't you're not caught up. It's it's a Chain of Memories thing. Um Okay. It's a very long running thing in Riku's story of Chain of Memories that he can smell darkness. It's only in that game. Uh, it shows up, what? it goes away and he's like you smell like darkness. And or like he'll he'll be this... fighting Zexion and he'll be like you 
I knew it was you because you smelled bad. Oh. I'm, this is what David Gallagher sounds like. Well, there's probably not a shower in Castle Oblivion. Also, isn't the isn't that a replica in that? One? Uh, there's both. The okay. real the real Riku is also there. The real Riku is the one that with the smelling powers. Okay, because I, I I remember that like a, a a thing with the Riku story that you can play is that he's replica maybe. Uh, well, real Riku, real Riku fights replica. Okay. And uh, kills him, and he's never coming back. Um, and <laughs> you say that like I uh... say that like I don't know. Um. <laughs> Uh, this Kingdom Hearts spoilers on this podcast, apparently. What was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, there's a scene near the end where he's, like, talking to Nomine, and he's like, I knew you were nice because you smell just like Kyrie, and then he walks away. That's creepy. Yeah, no, it's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> but apparently, this fucking Marine knows what pirates smell like. And it's just as bad. I'm gonna take one moment, and the only thing I could think of that pirates smell like is salt. Like, salt water. But... This whole fucking world is marine, so... Yeah? He's just weird. I think he's just weird. I can smell pirate. There's, like, there's not, there's not enough consistency of pirates of, like, a thing they all have in common. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, Duke can smell a pirate, and so he's like, you know, I don't trust my sniffer more than, more than anything else. So he goes back to harass Robin some more, uh, and then uh, Usopp Jojo poses in fear. Yeah! Uh, Sanji's still fighting the ramen man. Unfortunately. Yeah, uh, the ramen man tries to say that Robin isn't worth going after, uh, and says that he doesn't, Sanji doesn't know her true nature. So Sanji starts reshaping his face with his kicks. Yes, this is, this is the best thing, and San, Sanji is, uh, I, I knew immediately what was happening when he, like, saw, when he saw his reflection, he's like, you messed up my perfect face. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to remove the pan that he saw reflection and he's going to look like normal yeah, or something. He kicks but him into even, a pretty boy. He kicks him into like the protagonist of like Fruits Basket or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some like uh, shoujo or yeah. like by shonen thing. Mm-hmm. He's very mad about it. He's upset that he ruined his, his perfect face. Dented his and flawless nose. Sanji is upset that he called himself a chef and uh, was disrespectful towards food and his friend. Mm-hmm. So he beats him up. Beats him up. There's like a minute where Nero's fighting Frankie. I don't know if anything happens. Nope. Ramen Man has a poison sword, and then Sanji wins. <laughs> yeah. Sanji kicks Ramen Man so fucking hard, he kicks him like through a door, through an apparently surprisingly empty cart. I think Nero yeah. was probably in it. Yeah. And then... Through that, Ramen Man flies into the the car with all the CP9 members in it. Yeah. So um, I put that. I said I wrote down that Sanji is in go mode. Um, <laughs> for all you speed running, uh, randomizer folks <laughs> in the crowd. Also, then we cut to Frankie having narrow pinned down. I f- I really feel like I missed something, but I don't know if I did. No, you didn't. Um, it's fucking wild. You kind of did. Where uh, Frankie just, like, latches on to him with his extended limbs, so he's able to get, like, hold him down. And then okay. Frankie removes his fucking glove, which yeah. is his skin! Yeah, he, yeah, I think what... Yeah, Frankie takes his skin off to punch the shit out of Nero with pure metal. Yes! And so he it's, punches so I mean, hard! He's a cyborg, and I get it, but it's still terrifying that he pulls off his skin. Do you think the skin, like, softens it? Like, do you think it's, like, like a boxing glove kind of thing? 
I can imagine, yeah, it's probably a little bit padded. It's gotta be. So he punches him so hard that yeah. he's, he, Frankie goes into like scary uh, shonen upper hand boopers like, you don't understand my true strength, do yeah. you? And punches him through the top of the cart. Yeah, the car, the, the roof of the car kind of disintegrates. Yeah, that car, that cart's just fucked. Yeah, and uh, so he falls into it. So now Frankie and like Sanji, I don't I think Sanji had walked into that room yet. So I think they're like now like there and it's like, oh, fuck, double go mode. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's the end of that episode. So my next note says Frankie and Sanji are probably going to die. Yeah. Uh, we see Nero about to like, he's like almost dead. And he's like, I'll finish this. I'll take him. I'll do this. And then Lucci's like, no, Frankie should be captured alive. So then Lucci murders Nero. Yeah. With his finger. Yep, with the one ability Nero doesn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Just pokes him and he's dead. <laughs> yep. Uh, we see a scene of the evil... I don't know. What... Does this government character have a name that's smelling Robin? Corgi. Oh, that's Corgi? Okay. Yep. I saw them mention Corgi and I was like, I didn't remember what Corgi looked like the first time i saw him in water seven because that's the same guy i think yeah he's the like the only he's the government official who doesn't have superpowers yeah and like that's the one that was harassing iceberg when we first got the water seven yeah okay i didn't think he looked the same but it's been i mean when's the last time i looked at that i don't know when did we record this show like (laughs) may yeah he's smelling robin and soja king just emerges and like actually intimidates him which yeah. is the first time I think a bluff has ever worked. It's, it's the mask, and he has confidence behind it. Yeah, and as he runs away to Lucci, Usopp strikes him, and it actually ends up knocking him out. Yeah. Then Lucci, we cut back to Lucci, and he's saying a bunch of just evil shit. He's just like, I'm bad, I'm bad. And Robin is pure evil. I don't think it's, yeah, at some point someone says she should have died 20 years ago, but I don't know. Yep. Who says that? Sanji kicks him. It doesn't really do much. Nope. And we hear Soja King talking pretty loudly, and Robin enters the room. Now yeah. now we're all in the same room. Yep. And she throws Soja King across the room. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time uh, they've these three straw hats have interacted together pretty much this whole arc, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kasanji fucked off immediately. Usopp died and got uh, evicted, and Robin was a sleeper agent. Yeah. But now they're all together, and everything's going to be fine. No, just kidding. She says um, she's not going back, and she throws Soja King across the room, and it's, it's, I mean, it's sad. There's, um, Sanji talks for, like, a while to her about wanting to save her, and she's just like, no. And none of them understand it. No. They, I mean, I think even when they do fully understand it, it's not like they ever change their mind. Yeah. Soja King has a plan, though. They're gonna run away. So he drops a smoke bomb. And he grabs Robin, and they run to the next car, and then they disconnect it. And it worked. Yeah. They did it. Robin's mad. Robin didn't want to go, but she's safe, and it's cool. And we hear Luffy yelling, turn back, and everyone's like, what the fuck, Luffy? Turn back? That's not how trains work. Yeah. We find out, then, that he's actually yelling at a frog. (laughs) How did Yokozuna get this far out here? Because they've gone through the Aqua Laguna. They sure have. How strong is this frog? Well, we find the fuck out how strong this frog is. This is some shit. Remember Yokozuna, everybody? Uh, the first thing we saw at Water 7 was a frog trying to stop a train with his yep. bare hands? Yeah. 
frog hands. I was like, is that the right word? Anyways, he he unsuccessfully. And we later see his his backstory fitting in with um like why he was doing that. It's cuz uh, sad sad backstory for Frankie. Yeah. But uh now it it's trying to stop the Rocket Man. Mhm. And Luffy's like, "Don't. Don't do it. You have so much to live for, Frog." Not only that, but you're in our way. <laughs> also, you're in our way. What happens is that Yokozuna manages to derail Rocket Man off the fucking yeah. tracks. So the last time he got hit was the one that, like, raised his power level high enough so he could actually do it. Yeah, I got enough or... EXP. The, the, the two things I'm thinking is this frog is a Saiyan, so every time he gets hurt, he gets stronger. Like, every mm-hmm. time he almost reaches death, he gets stronger. And or... we, I've already made the joke on this show about Saiyans being canonically subs then, right? I don't know, but that's really good. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's also, like, a thing where, like, with Vegeta, like Vegeta and Goku's relationship both being, like, with really strong bossy women. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> so it's kind of just never... like, yeah, that's just a Saiyan thing. I've never made that connection. The The one thing that um kind of puts that under... Actually, yeah, no, that's real because the only I was gonna say sane women are pretty docile. But the only one that's true of is Goku's mom, which is probably why Goku, even though Go- the reason why Goku is like the way he is, is basically brain damage is how they allude it to. So, because mm. he well, yeah, because he was he was sent down to like murder everybody, and then instead he did Journey to the West. So yeah, he he bonked his head as a baby, so he wasn't evil like Saiyans. <laughs> yeah, wild. And then they retconned that into his his mom being nice. Yeah, because otherwise, why is Vegeta? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But>. <laughs> so that happens. Um, we check back in with Robin, who's safe now. Everything's going to work out. Sanji knows better. And appropriately, the cars are pretty quickly brought back together with some thorny whips, because Khalifa is a dummy mommy. Yep. <laughs> I think about that every time she's on screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's Bruno who takes the whips and pulls it back in. Mm-hmm. Um and then ends up just holding the two cars together, like like that yeah. fucking scene in Civil War where Captain America's like pulling a helicopter back down, yeah, from the heliport, which is only memorable because it was in like a every trailer, yeah, because he's such a buff boy. <laughs> I forget that... about the beginning of that. I forgot that the beginning of that movie is just like an Avengers wacky adventure and not yeah, where like millions die. <laughs> yeah, that movie's not good. It's super. It's a superhero movie. That's yeah. There's there's like parts in it. It's so busy, which is wild. Cause like I thought Infinity War worked. I think it's it's busy enough that your brain just shuts off. Yeah. The thing about Infinity War that's impressive is that like the directing style worked for all the different fucking cat. Like all those movies have like pretty not that distinct, but like different enough vibes. Yeah. And Infinity War connected all of them in a way that like made sense i'm gonna connect it to uh kind of like the uh the two pretty cure movies Mm. that the plot of them is every single pretty cure that's ever been up to that point all team up to stop the big bad guy and does it feel appropriate for each one it feels about as appropriate as when they do like the team ups in like power rangers and stuff it's usually like time wackiness or just like it looks cool. <laughs> I can't wait until we, we we skip filler on this show, typically. Yeah. But we will not be skipping the Dragon Ball Z Toriko crossovers. 
because um, those are going to be like their own fucking dedicated things i think i'm i can't wait because <laughs> every time i see the picture of vegeta and zoro i'm just like oh yeah those two they're both voiced by the same person uh-huh and Piccolo, except his, pic- his Zoro voice is just Piccolo voice. <laughs> Zoro in Zoro. English dub, anyway. I don't yeah. know about Pan. Um, but... I don't. I don't know. What does happen next? Where are we? Oh yeah, so Bru- Bruno's like holding the cars together, and yeah. Sanji kicks him, and he like kind of falters a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. That I think Luchi's like he almost put a dent in Iron Body or whatever, but alas, Robin murders Soja King. Yep. Just cracked his neck. He's dead again. Poor guy. Murder mom is back in murder mode. Yeah. My business is murder and business is good. Um, (laughs) Then Sanji gets fucked up by Kaku. uh, And Frankie's like, why are y'all fucking... Y'all supposed to be friends, though? And he pushes the car... Like, he pushes the wall of the car that Bruno's holding onto so hard that it breaks off the car. And goes with it. He goes with it and like pushes them back so that way uh Robin and Usopp or I'm Soga King and Sanji can escape. And he does that and it's this big dramatic moment for him. So that's great. I, I just realized I'm like, what car did they move to? Because if that's the car that I think it is, it shouldn't have a roof. Yeah, that's what I no, I think they're all in just the one car. The two cars now is no. Yeah, I think they're just in the one car now. Huh. Okay. When they arrive, I I don't know. I skimmed it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm missing a thing or not. This time for real though. This time I think Robin's safe. She's she's not super stoked about this and them going through all this effort to save her. And Sanji's like, we can just like we all we have to do is like handle the Buster call. It'll be fine. Um, we can do that. Like. It's worth saving you. And in one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite, like, direct directorial choices, which means it's probably a very good panel, a door opens in the air behind Sanji. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. And Bruno is there opening this door in, in, in space and says, it is indeed Buster Call. That is the problem. And then we move on to our last episode of, of this episode. And Lucci says, this is the true value of the door-door fruit. It's fucking broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's way too powerful. It's broken to the point to where, like, he can probably save himself from being in water. Yeah, he, he sh- like, if he's falling in water, he probably has enough time to open a door below him and yeah. move back. I don't know what his range is, like, how far of a space he can travel with his his door door fruit i don't know if it's established this is Um, the most like abstract i believe you mentioned this before it's the it's one of the most abstract ones we've come across so far Mm -hmm. so there's some there are some abstract uh i cannot wait to try and explain how fucking uh uh truffle gall laws fruit works because i can't king crimson levels no 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 uh oh man, I'm so excited to see that shit animated. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Part five around the corner. I'm excited for us to be covering Water Seven, probably like while watching Part Five. Actually, <laughs> that's gonna be some shit. No, I don't know if there are any devil fruits 
quite on King Crimson's level. I feel like Laws is one of the more abstracted, but it's definitely like it, it very specifically has rules in place that make it fine. Okay. Uh, the door door fruit, I don't know if it's ever really established what the range is or why, how. It's just kind of like good. It just kind of works when it works. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't push itself so much that I'm like, well, this ruins this ruins uh devil fruit mechanics in the way that like I don't know, one thing does later, uh, but is probably fine, because it's probably the only person who's able to get away with it. We'll deal with that one day. And <laughs> but, but, what? So he kills Sanji. Yep. He pops open the door, he kills Sanji. Sanji flies across the car. Uh, Soja King goes to attack, but he's not there anymore. And now he's behind Soja King, who is now dead. Yep. Uh, Robin's captured again by Bruno. Sanji kicks some more. Uh, but it don't really matter. Bruno's very yeah, strong. The, he's he's lost some of his strength. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's been finger gunned. Yep. Not the thing you yeah. do like when you point at somebody. Like yeah. It's it's he stabbed. So Soja King, who has now been killed twice on the train. Yeah. Killed twice on the train. Killed like three times in the last last time we talked about him. Because he died to Luffy, and then he died. To the CP9, and now he's died twice to CP9 today. Yep. He gives a spiel. Like he's he's like not barely standing, but he talks to Robin and he says that you can't leave a pirate group without permission. And that she should believe in Luffy and that he is coming. And her eyes are quite literally filled with what will happen to them if they follow. And we see like there's like there's like a, a light in her eyes, and as it like zooms into it, you see. Uh, what she's thinking about, which is uh, Buster Call, we see just decimation, like leveling a, a uh, an island with countless ships, and we see her as a kid crying yeah. about it. That's probably fine, right? Right? Uh, no. No, probably not. So... We're about we're and we're about to find out a a bit more of what that is. Not before Zoya King is, is stabbed again. Before. Well, actually, no, Robin leaves. Robin walks through the door herself of her own volition. She walks yeah. through this, the door door, and uh, it's like this weird dark matter universe that we see her walking through, which is an interesting visualization. But as she's doing that, Bruno explains, many years ago, an island ceased to exist. Yeah. Because of the Buster Call. I don't know if he's this specific, but Nico Robin is the only person to ever survive that, like the, the Buster call as a as a concept and in practice. So she's a little traumatized. Yeah. Uh, and they know full well that if that is what they're threatening her friends with, she will do anything that they want them to. There's there's something that what he says an island ceased to exist. This is what hurts my brain the most about their plans to gather the blueprints to get a cannon that can destroy an island because they could already accomplish that. Sure. The Buster Call is a lot. Yeah, I, I wonder what 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 goal could be bigger that like Buster Call can't do. The the only thing I can think of is that what the Buster Call does the Pluton wouldn't require a fleet of ships. And maybe, just maybe, the Buster Call, from what it looked like, it didn't, like, destroy the island. It just made it, like, a, a piece of land. Well, the Pluton could make it so there's just water there now. It's just, it's, it, the island sank. Yeah. I feel like whatever the Pluton can do, 
I feel like it's a more specific thing. I don't think it's just raw destruction. And I'm thinking that now, like I'm coming to that revelation now because yeah, like what, what couldn't they, what, what couldn't the buster call do or what couldn't like, there's some stuff later, like, uh, Marines, like, um, or the admirals, like Akainu and Okiji, who you've seen Okiji, like they're strong enough to like completely change like a entire island's biome if they wanted to. And Okiji having ice, that makes sense. You don't know who Okainu is. And like, I don't fully understand what, uh, oh God, what's his name? Sengoku. I don't fully understand what Sengoku can do. I just know that it's a lot. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is that even? So like, I wonder, like, what could Pluton be that is so significant? But I guess, <laughs> I guess, I mean, I don't know. That's probably just going to be a thing that we talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah. I imagine after this arc, it's kind of going to go away for a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's not a huge talking point after Inus Lobby. But it's definitely a thing that's, like, sitting back in a lot of people's minds. And whenever Robin is interacting with history, it's a lot of, like, what, what does this mean? What does this connect with? This, these words will mean nothing to you, but, like, who is Joy Boy? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Shit, One Piece is good. One, One Piece gets, like, super fucking dense with its world building <laughs> even though like it also is like how how does ramen man make the ramen with his nose <laughs> it don't matter <laughs> yeah that's basically in short yeah uh it's all about the right details i think um with the exception of all the transphobic bullshit one piece is really good about that anyways bruno leaves them sad and dead yeah after explaining the 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 power that the buster call holds over robin and we cut back to Luffy to see that our frog has joined the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a really touching scene where Kokoro is like talking to Yokozuna about like, well, is this where you're going to be? This is this where you're going to show all the things you've trained for? Is this where you're going to finally like truly avenge Tom? Because like this is all rooted in that. Like this is the same problem. Tom probably wouldn't have been as harassed for building uh, the Oro Jackson, if it, if they didn't know that he had the blueprints. And I think we discussed on that, because that's what Spandam's after, the fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck Spandam. And, um, oh yeah, also, Nami is a navigator, so look it back on the tracks just fine. My notes say Kokoro yells at a frog, covered that. There's a car up ahead. Uh, oh no. Because <laughs> it's Sanji. Yeah. Sanji's there. He's barely standing. We get a cutscene. A cutscene? We get a scene of... We get a cut into a scene where CP9 is using transponder snails to call their headquarters at Inus Lobby. And my notes say that it's day now, and I, it hit me a little bit later that they're out of Aqua Laguna. It's not like a time difference. Yeah. And Frankie and Robin are handcuffed uh, in a different car, discussing a lot. Well, it's Frankie talking a lot about um, what happens next. And is there's a lot. Does you, do you have, like... Any strong feelings about uh, this? Well, at least Iceberg isn't dead. Yeah, this I I I like I like this interaction of Frankie basically telling Robin to ignore the haters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's if it, it's it's the I think it's the best character to give Robin this kind of speech to because Frankie has unwaveringly always just been himself. Just, yeah. No matter what you do, you're you. Just keep being you. There's n- they don't understand it. And it's a nice thing that we're getting from 
when these people are telling like the straw hats hey she just betrays people that's what she does which is kind of true but from the feelings that i gather from her interactions with crocodile how much she cares about these crew is that these are the first people she's been able to tell genuinely care for her and she does not want them to go through the horrific event that happened to her yeah like, like crocodile's interactions with her they always knew it was business, even if they were kind of friendly. And mm -hmm. when things went bad, like they had contingency plans for them going bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just sitting here thinking about like on the surface of like her her crime being that like she is she's she's part of a culture <laughs> is like that's it. She wants to learn more, and she wants to, and she she can read a language. And that's criminalized. Yeah. And it's and it's led her to yeah, like get into abusive situations. Um and we've been over it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, Frankie being like, Yeah, I've just just done whatever the fuck I wanted to and like been ostracized for it, but I don't waver. I've I've found my chosen family. Yeah. And Robin like not saying it, but probably realizing that she has two. Yeah. I can't wait to get to Robin's backstory and cry a lot. Uh, me, I, me, me either. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's coming. Because if that wait to get Nami's backstory hurt, this, this wait for Nami's backstory is going to hurt too. Yeah. It's, it's like that tweet I made. Oh boy, a new straw hat. I can't <laughs> wait to ho find out that their backstory is perfectly fine and they're, they're perfectly normalized human being with no horrible traumatic experiences. You still haven't seen Luffy's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the scariest one I'm most worried about. It's 200 episodes in and we don't know anything besides, yeah, he lived on an island and he met a pirate who was nice to him. Yeah. Like, that's all I know about Luffy. That's all you need to know. Yeah, and it, I, I think there's a lot to be said that like, like One Piece isn't suffering for that by any means. Yeah. It's a good anime. I'm trying to think of all the sad backstories I know in which, and I, because I think I said before that they all get progressively sadder. And I'm trying. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to think if there's an exception, and I don't know if there is one. I mean, I'm. It's a long ways away, but I am ecstatic to find out how miserable a uh, skeleton man can be. Ooh. <laughs> because it's heavy. Wait, the here's the thing. You'll 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 probably get like a sense of dread as soon as you realize what his devil fruit is and why he's a skeleton. Because the only thing I've seen of him is like gag images of him making bone puns. Yeah, so. no, he's great. He's a <laughs> he's a bundle of fun. I love Brooke. Thriller Mark is after in your lobby. So yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, it's it's kind of like it's kind of a road bump, honestly. Uh, like it's good. I love it, but it's kind of like they're going somewhere. Whoops, now we're here. We didn't mean to be here. But then Brooke shows up. It's awesome. Uh, but that's a bit away because uh, first they get up to Inus Lobby and CP9 rolls out. They walk up to this great big gate. Frankie tries to eat a man. Uh, he just bites on the head of his, of his marine in protest. There's a, I, I misplaced when, the, when Yokozuna officially joins them because just in the middle of these notes, I see, I love a frog. I do love a frog. He's going to eat the frog. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and they get to this big gate, and it opens, and as it's only Frankie that we see walk up, and we see yeah. what he sees, which is Inus Lobby, and it's this huge tower that says Inus Lobby, 
and as it the it sort of like zooms out and we see the whole thing come into frame it's like this it's kind of like a city but like it's it's very like it's not like a city that you would live in yeah there's a lot of buildings i guess and this big tower uh across from it it's these big islands floating above like and surrounded by waterfalls like this bottomless pit it seems like yeah that's it's a good spot to have uh the highest security prison mm-hmm. if well it's actually this isn't the prison oh it's not no i think in lobby is like where the officials are like well not that's mary joe let me actually i'm just gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick for the distinction. Because I thought Eni's lobby was like the highest grade prison. Uh, that's Impel Down. Oh, okay, is, is what it's called. Um, I don't know if we've actually heard about it yet. Nope. The du- the judicial island. So this is like where she would go to be put on trial, I guess. Oh, okay, but oh, and people don't come back because once they're put on trial, they just fucking get executed. Yeah, no, I think um, I th- oh, I think yeah, because I think there's like a path to go straight from here to Impel Down. Not to, this isn't like a detailed spoiler, but uh, Impel Down, uh, Inus Lobby, and the headquarters kind of make this triangle, and there's like ways to get between them super securely. So, yeah. And I I think, um, so yeah, I think she would go from here to Impel Down, or she would, I think they might do. Executions, I think, happen exclusively in Mary Jo in the headquarters, or maybe just really important ones. Oh. That's a detail that I don't even actually want to know the answer to um <laughs> but yeah there's so that's yeah so in lobby is a bit different than um a prison specifically i don't i'm yeah i'm trying to think there's not really like any judge bad guys i don't think <laughs> but yeah that's it that's that's where it ends yeah. we 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 see what in lobby is and next yep. time we will be uh proper in the in lobby arc uh which is the part two of the water seven arc more or less because we're still Still on this train. Yep. Quite literally. How do you feel? How are you feeling about... I'm scared. <laughs> of what? I, I feel like any lobby will partially be kind of like how I predicted Water 7. Just like a massive structure where there's just tons of bad guys for them to fight. Um, the, the thing that kind of scares me about it is just the horrifying existential dread that everyone seems to have about Eddie's lobby, mm-hmm. and also Frankie's just immediate reaction of, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, there's, I think a significant thing that'll be pointed out, I, th- I think it will be pointed out, is, uh, th- the thing about that waterfall, uh, it's not easy to get out <laughs> once you're in. Yeah. It's kind of just that one big gate. Um, and I think there's, I think it might be... No, Impel Down is the one in the Calm Belt. That's its own problem. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot um, a lot that's going to happen going forward. I don't know how much we'll cover on the next episode. Probably about the same number of episodes. But, okay. Um, I'd say two or three more Water 7 episodes. They're in your Slobby episodes. I don't, I don't feel like there's... I know a lot fucking happens, but I don't know uh, how many episodes it takes. <laughs> I think Inus Lobby is about the same length as Water 7, and I think that's, this was three episodes it took us, so. Okay. Ooh, I'm just like, I'm just like getting flashes, flashbacks. This is the one you said everyone loves, so. The, oh yeah, like, um, oh I didn't, I didn't even actually point it out, um, because I was thinking about it when I, in the, the, I don't know, minute or so fight where Zoro kills a man on train tracks. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the best animation is in Water 7. 
at least in, in my opinion, I don't think that's a controversial thing because the animation quality has dipped a lot lately. And, or especially, I would say, like, since the time skip? Fish Main Island's pretty good. But, like, yeah. I would say, like, mid-Dress Rosa. But, yeah, no, Water 7 is, like, consistently good-looking. But, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit that's going to happen. One of my favorite scenes is coming up. I'm excited. Me too. Do you think, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, like, do you think we're going to finish Water 7, like, this year? But <laughs> hey, I think, I might. think so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely so I, think so. <laughs> I think, uh, we're not far off from once a month. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 shooting I'm gonna be shooting for every three ish weeks is yeah. reasonable. Cool. Bi bi weekly might be a little much, but <laughs> it's <laughs> the first step is you watching enough One Piece. The second step is us scheduling a recording. Yeah, <laughs> which um I, we have pretty yeah. similar schedules. It's not too bad. It's just like oh yeah, I happen <laughs> to have plans that time or yeah, we're two hours apart. <laughs> Yeah, we're two hours apart, and I do too many podcasts, and I manage to maintain a social life also, which is a mistake. Uh, <laughs> that's the part I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to cut out. Yeah, that's what I did. That's how I got interstitial done, is I stopped <laughs> having a social life. Uh, let's, let's swing into the plugs. Speaking of social yeah. lives, let's talk about social media. <laughs> and that's everyone has turned off the podcast, so now we can say heinous things. Um, where are you, where are you on the internet? I'm on the internet all over at no I'm Jory on Twitter. Uh, I tweet things about what I'm usually it's what I'm currently watching and or playing. So if mm -hmm. I'm watching One Piece or wrestling or playing a video a game, wrestling. that's yeah. what I'm tweeting about. A lot of wrestling because there's so for. To keep on track of everything that matters, I'm I'm at like uh, on a big week. That's yeah. I think you told me it's like if you watch it live, it's like four hours on, and then after it's like six because of like commercials yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um. We're currently in a busy time because for that, I'll just do. You, should I just plug all my stuff and you plug all yours? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> that works. So. I do a wrestling podcast, a casual wrestling fan podcast, or it's at CWFPcast on Twitter. Um, it's a busy time right now because Vince McMahon learned that no one gives a shit after SummerSlam, <laughs> so he's just loading it with loads of stuff. Um, there's Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown, then on Wednesdays for an hour, there's NXT, which is the developmental one where you get good wrestling. And the one we're most excited to talk about is the Mae Young Classic, which is named after the late, great women's pioneer wrestler Mae Young, um, who, at 75 years old, asked if they would put her through a table. So she's <laughs> just, like, the coolest person who would love this tournament. What it is is they gather 32 uh, big independent women's wrestlers, and it's a tournament. And the finals of it are going to be at the first all-women's pay-per-view. So we're... Cool. Big fans of women's wrestling. It's a big part on the podcast. We mm -hmm. talk about. Well, you guys all, you guys both are big fans of Oscar, right? Yes. <laughs> She's pretty much dead. She doesn't show up on TV anymore, which is That's sad. That's such a bummer. Yeah, I was uh... bummed when her streak <laughs> ended. I'm not even invested in wrestling, and I'm still bummed. Yeah, uh, she doesn't have a very distinct appearance that Vince likes. So That's, I I'm not disagree. Get into I that. think her aesthetic is so <laughs> fucking good. But she's not blonde, white with big boobs. Fuck Vince that's, McMahon. That's, that's the problem. But if the podcast is just two friends riffing on wrestling, 
it's basically equated to if you're hanging out with us, it's what mm-hmm. hanging out with us is like because we just talk about wrestling the whole time yeah. <laughs> and make jokes about wrestlers liking video games. Yeah. Um, we have episodes on all the pay-per-views if you're that person who only watches pay-per-views. And we've talked about uh, All In, the biggest independent event that happened last week. Sick. Don't you guys, so, uh, did you did you ever get around to like timestamping stuff when you separate concept or like? We usually do in the uh, show notes, yeah. Nice, okay. So, so if you're the person who only watches one show or the other, which is understandable because one show is dramatically better than the other <laughs> every week. But you, but you cover, it's funny that it's called casual because you cover so much. I, I think that the, this part we've gotten to that it's casual is that like, we're not like, for the Elitist. most part, we try and like be acceptable stuff and we're not like the guy who at all in was berating people wearing wwe shirts because it's technically an independent event but that guy is sad alone on reddit most of his time so it's okay (laughs) savage (laughs) and uh i hope long hair guy listens to both this podcast and the wrestling one because at every pay-per-view he's a big fan of the wrestler dolph ziggler and he holds up a sign that says dz crew which is like the it's definitely one piece reference because it has the like jolly roger design and it has like <laughs> it's themed after that wrestler so probably <laughs> i hope he listens to both probably if you're out there <laughs> if you're out there hit us up we got twitter yeah <laughs> i don't think i ever made an email for the show i don't need one uh <laughs> <laughs> we don't we cover too much to answer questions yeah i mean who would ask us questions we're not it's not like we're we're ever gonna catch up <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there. The thing is, One Piece could run long enough that we do catch up before it's over. Yeah, but I'm also like so uninvested in that. So, <laughs> so. I, ma- I imagine like the the back end of the show where I know how it ends, <laughs> and then like I feel like the ending of One Piece is gonna be so significant that like it's gonna be hard to avoid it, even if you're not in those spaces. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's gonna be, uh, be executed and more well received than the ending of Homestuck? Uh, I don't remember what the perception of homestuck was or the ending of homestuck was because i feel like it did a lot (laughs) there's a lot of it (laughs) i wonder there the very first one piece like comic romance dawn ended with like old luffy or like (laughs) or like shanks age luffy and i wonder if that's gonna be it um like an epilogue episode but i don't know there's gonna be so many fucking strings to tie up it's (laughs) I'm so invested in franchises that have too many fucking threads. Speaking of which, listen to my Kingdom Hearts podcast. It's called Got It Memorized. We're in Birth by Sleep. We make fun of how Tara makes terrible decisions. That's on Twitter, at MemorizeCast. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Um, that has a spinoff uh, called Interstitial. The first season has Jory on it. Um, I sure am. So good. It's almost over in the public feed it's been out to patrons for a while um yeah that's called interstitial uh kingdom hearts inspired actual play uh super good super proud of that season and um excited to see how some one shots are turning out also i do um probably my most important project uh it's called bed bath and bionicle it is a <laughs> podcast where my friend riley calls me wakes me up and as I'm getting ready for work in the morning, or sometimes uh, sleeping through their conversation, uh, they explain to me the, the lore and history of the Bionicle toys. <laughs> it's such a good fucking podcast. Like, I'm, I'm kind of not joking when I say it's my, like, probably the best one I do. Uh, 
one because it's such a funny premise and such a like the way it turns out is usually really funny um uh, and two i have such learned to wake up and immediately turn on <laughs> the podcast mode um so that's that's a valuable skill i've developed <laughs> i think that's all the stuff i have to plug um I, oh. I mentioned it earlier this show has a twitter uh we are watching op we tweet there sometimes i don't have i don't have that account on my phone anymore so not very much <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but every now and then, I'll probably tweet as soon as we're done recording and say, hey, this is an episode that we made. Yep. Um, and if you have good goofs, gags, pictures you've made for us, uh, tweet them at us and yeah. we'll interact with them. I yeah. have it on my phone. <laughs> nice. So I, I, can tr- I can count on you to retweet Plockwise <laughs> and uh, any other good takes we get. I remember like uh, when, when Hazel was catching up, she told us, like, the actually, so this is how Skypea is totally just Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Angel Island. Yeah, I think that's that's it. You can uh, you can rate us and review us on iTunes. That's pretty chill. Super. Yeah. Always appreciate that. So the way that we end this show is, Jory, you're gonna tell us what um you think is gonna happen next time on One Piece. <sighs> the next like six or seven episode stretch, or ten. I, I think uh, we covered ten this time. <laughs> I think the the way I see this working out is. It being a lot of them catching up to Eni's lobby and having problems, and when they get there, they're locked out, while we just get cuts to the horrific conditions inside Eni's lobby, and uh, just tons of dread about uh, Robin and Frankie being executed, basically. <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots of downtime to to fear. That's that's just how I imagine something like this playing out. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the next big fight. It's one of my favorites. And I, and I, think, um, I think our conversation about it and the implications of it are going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to be in the next stretch. I really hope so. I might make it a longer stretch just to do it. <laughs> oh. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. To be continued. Why do you build me up? Nobody can but just to let me down. But I love you still, I need you, I need you more than ever.